You're listening to Bow Down to Us, the games edition. A gaming podcast for people who want honest opinions by freaks with nothing better to do with their time. Here's Roger and his crew. I'm constantly Googling in the address bar. All right, well, we may as well start. We're actually running late right now, but we'll start with the uh, Tokyo Game Show news because, quite frankly, there was a, a bunch of stuff that was fairly interesting. Of course, leave it to the Japanese to have just a messed up freaking game show convention. <laughs> like, some of the stuff that was in there kind of makes you scratch your head and go, really? <laughs> and nobody does cosplay like the Japanese. You have to admit that much. I don't know. The American guy that did the Transformer costume was pretty awesome. Actually, you know what? Still the best one that I've seen is that chick that did the Mass Effect crew. Oh, yeah. And she did herself mm. as a shepherd, and she did uh, Grunt, a- and I think she did a tally as well in the, the Smoking Man. So, um, the Elusive Man, not Smoking Man. I was but he smokes. Say. <laughs> he smokes. <laughs> it's there. Um, but, man, she did an awesome job on that stuff. But anyway, so back to the games and all that. Um, we'll, we'll run through a bunch of the stuff that happened in no particular order, not in any order of what was the most interesting or anything like that, but just basically to, again, run through what we saw. So, actually, Vince, I'm going to let you talk about this uh, Shadows of the Dam first, and we'll go from there. Yeah, and you know, if you think this one's a little messed up, be happy I didn't include the latest Catherine trailer. Oh, dude, I saw those, and if you would have put them in, I would have taken them out. <laughs> I looked at it and I went, "No, nah, I'll pass it on this one." I caught enough crap last time around. But anyway, uh, we have seen the unveiling of a new game coming from EA called Shadows of the Damned, and actually, the correct way to pronounce that is with "damned" all in caps for whatever reason, and for a it fact. is the. Yes. It's a damned. It's not damned. It's a damned. Yes. Shadows Barrage of the Damned. knows how to pronounce caps. It's, that's yeah. what he does. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm French. Anyway, it is a collaboration between Suda51, the creator of the famous No More Heroes and Killer7, and Shinji Mikami, obviously best known for the Resident Evil franchise. And they've taken these two uh, minds and smashed them together, and literally this is what dripped out of it. <laughs> It is it is called a psychological action thriller following this protagonist, this guy uh, Garcia, as he travels to hell to try and rescue his woman and what what have you. It's just, you know, it's just it, it's exactly what you would expect from a Suda 51 game. Complete over the top ridiculousness, but still stylish and lots of what looks to be solid action. It's just it's a great combination of cool visuals, great music. The sound designer is uh, Akira Yamaoka, who actually did the sound design for Silent Hill. So that's another great pedigree involved with the game. And just downright disturbing shit at the same time. Some of the, the creature designs they've got is just like, what acid trip were they on when they decided, let's put this into the game? It just seems really cool game that I, I want to see more of. I kind of have a, a question about that. So... He's going into hell to save his woman, right? So I've been told. All right, if that's the case, didn't we already have that game? <laughs> okay, well, this looks like maybe didn't, a didn't Virgil already game. write that book? <laughs> Just saying. It, it, it seems to be an overwhelming theme with a lot of upcoming games. Uh, oh, okay, I've got to go through hell to get to get my woman back. But hey, if it works, it works. I, I you know. <laughs> You know what it reminds me of? Really hokey, 
B-side kind of horror flicks is what, when I see this trailer, that's what I see. He's well, like that's a... Kinda what, that's kind of what No More Heroes was, really. It was yeah. like a B-action flick, so it kind of fits in that yeah. regard. And Garcia is like a, a Japanese, Hispanic ash. Let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then there was the uh, Devil May Cry series is getting a reboot too i've read about that yeah that one is uh, obviously since we have to keep on the theme of awkward names it's simply called dmc and as you said it is a reboot of the devil may cry franchise because after whatever it was like eight years and four games that's way too much it's time to start over so they've shown off this new trailer with a younger version of dante which uh, didn't we see that in devil may cry three or two uh, we, we've already been down this path, but instead of telling another Dante story, they've decided to just start over again. This isn't a younger Dante. It's a completely different Dante in a completely different universe. And it, it does look pretty cool. There, there's, you know, the similar style to the combat. They've uh, seemed to be expanding upon his sword abilities. They show it transforming between like a pole arm and a, a chain whip sword. Some cool stuff. It's got a completely new setting, a new style, different from like the gothic horror that the old Devil May Cry franchise was. It just seems kind of stupid to to reboot the franchise after only four games. Like they, they could have easily done the same game just with a different character. You, you know, you don't have to tell every Devil May Cry game from Dante's perspective. It, you know, they could just call, make it a, a side story called Devil May Cry angsty teenager version or whatever. <laughs> so <laughs> are they all? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, a lot of them are angsty adult version. But you know, it seems that a lot of fans of Devil May Cry, it, believe it or not, there are some out there, are just pissed off at it. They're like, where's my Dante? You know, we liked the games we had. Why you got to change it? It's, it's uh, Spider-Man 4 is basically what we're seeing here. Yeah, and I'm one of the fans of Devil May Cry, so I, I mean, I agree that the the system may have needed a little bit of a reboot, if nothing else, just because over the course of four games, you really only got two Dante games, um, one of which was, you know, awesome was the first one, the other one was he didn't talk at all, so he kind of felt gypped, so I kind of understand the money to go back and starting over again, but at the same point, it's what they're doing is just you're right. It's not Devil May Cry. It's not Dante. It's just generic anime character number 17 thrown into the Devil May Cry universe and renamed Dante. And it's not even the real Devil May Cry universe. It's just an alternate reality. Uh, no, thank you. I can pass on that. I would rather see my white haired Dante who was sarcastic and hilarious uh, going in this world as opposed to what they're doing here. It just I don't know. It, it feels Almost like a betrayal. Not not exactly, but pretty damn close. What it looks like to me is more of a money grab. It's just, let's change it up, make it into what may be um, hot right now, and just make it work for the series. As opposed to, like Vince was saying, um, do spinoffs on it. It doesn't always have to be Dante, but keep it within that realm that, that's established and that makes sense to people. And just... Use other characters, make up other characters, use your creativity. You have some, obviously, and go for it. But this is just comes off as really hokey, too. Like when he's on this gargoyle and he's smoking and blowing the smoke up towards the moon. And it's like I'm literally rolling my eyes. So, OK, enough I, of that. Yeah, one. I got nothing else to say. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, that's, I think we've spent enough time. Um, one of the big things with uh, the Tokyo Game Show is they were wondering whether or not Sony would finally, finally, over five years later, announce the PSP 2. 
They didn't, because that would make sense. Instead, what they're doing is they're giving a limited edition that's got a few refinements. The refinements being, mainly being they fixed the analog stick a little bit so it's more comfortable for extended periods of play. Look at this. They put a little indentation so that your thumb fits in it better. Because apparently everybody was getting calluses on their thumbs in Japan from playing Monster Hunter for eight hours straight. So what they did is they made this limited edition, which I will say I like the matte finish on it i do like the dog paw <laughs> speaker holes which is stupid as all hell but it's cute and um and it's got a better battery a longer life battery in it but i mean it's a limited edition that's only going to be sold it's the monster hunter edition that's only going to be sold in japan so really it's basically screw the rest of the world you're not getting one not only are you not getting a psp2 you're not getting <laughs> this either I have a hacked PSP and I could care less if they come out with the two at this point. But it is yeah. kind of silly that Japan's going to get the, the super awesome indent in the thumb, you know, and we're not. Well, it's again, and it's a stupid ass update, first of all. <laughs> but for anybody who doesn't have one that's looking to get one, um, then this would be quite nice. I mean, Monster, Monster Hunter is a very popular game right now, too. And uh, there's some other games that just came out, like the New Kingdom Hearts, which I actually picked up. And hell, my son's playing it right now. Um, so there are games to play, and there's going to be more as well. Gran Turismo is going to be coming out for both the PS3 and the PSP. You're going to be able to do stuff on both. So a nice PSP. And I think, frankly, it's it's well past time for two, for a, a sequel to the PSP. That being said, if you're going to make something like this, that is something that, because a lot of people do collect these freaking things, same as the DSs, they, every different color you buy one kind of thing. Um, but it's really a shame that this is literally a... Japanese only limited edition. That's absolute stupidity. Well, I paid a hundred dollars for my PSP, bought it off a friend of mine a few years back, and I almost feel I overpaid for it <laughs> in <laughs> retrospect. I mean, I, I I've played a couple games for it. But honestly, almost every game I own for my PSP is just a remake of a PS1 game. Uh I, I I'm just not into the PSP as a platform. There's a lot of issues I have with it. It being, you know, for a portable platform, I want quick load times, quick save times, and it just being disc-based, it, it doesn't work as a portable handheld for me. But, I mean, and this is cool. Yeah, the analog stick on the PSP sucks. You know, at least, at least, you know, sell us a little thing I can put over it with an indentation. <laughs> that might work. But, just just use it, gum. It'll be yeah. fine. <laughs> but I also have to wonder if, if the market would support a PSP2 anyway, because uh, really? right now, yeah, because right now, honestly, Apple has beaten out Sony in the handheld market. They're both distant behind Nintendo, depending on what numbers you look at. But Sony is a distant third behind the iPhone in the handheld market. So I, I don't really see the point of a PSP2 at this at this juncture. But I think that if the PSP2 was different enough and revolutionary enough that it could be that awesome gaming device kind of thing. I mean, everybody's got a DS right now, and yet everybody's willing to buy the 3DS when it comes out. Not just willing, we're dying for it, you know. So if they come up with a technology that's revolutionary, that is going to be different, the different design, something that is better to game on, then I can see it doing well. I especially as there's more games now than before, one would assume that the devs will continue to make games for it if it is especially a new device that is way freaking cool. 
Yeah, but it, it all depends on the the strategy behind it because that was my big problem with the with the PSP is you know they really pushed it as this high powered handheld gaming machine and they tried to put out all these really cool 3D titles that all ended up looking like crap. I mean, there's a few there was a few gems hidden in there, but they they just really pushed the boundaries of the hardware way too far for at the time it was developed. So if they could come out with, you know, a really solid piece of hardware, but they're not stupid enough to try to compete with the 3DS right now, that would just be suicide right. on their parts. Yeah. But I think they need to. I, uh, I mean, We're going a little long here, but I think they need to. I think that has to be the mentality. Compete against the best so that you put out something that's damn good. This technology still was good in its time, but it's sure showing its age. Now, that being said, like any of the consoles, by the time it gets close to the end of its cycle, that's when you're seeing the best games in terms of how they look and sound and everything else. I mean, this Kingdom Hearts that I picked up for my son, it looks freaking amazing. It looks really quite good. And a lot of the games that are coming out are looking fantastic. But that's because, again... It should be at the end of its cycle. Hopefully it will be. And soon we will get news of uh, a PSP2. So now we did mention Gran Turismo. So uh, the uh, they had a pretty strong showing at TGS. And uh, one of the things that I really loved was the videos, uh, not just of the X1 prototype, which was awesome, but the weather effects in this game. I'm going to play it for the audience here. And I know you two aren't huge racing fans but i i love racing games and this was just awesome when you're seeing them racing through the snow and the sleet and everything and it looks amazing i i can't wait to be playing that oh yeah the, the graphics on that that rain slicked road were ridiculous like i was looking at that i was like man that looks like a real car driving down a real road and the, the way they handled the lighting with the night driving i thought it was really cool but yeah, Gran Turismo is just a series I've never cared about. And I, I, I will grant that it looks pretty as hell. Yeah, I was going to say the technology that they're using obviously is top notch because it looks pretty. But yeah, I just, I don't know, not a racing fan. See, I'm looking at this and I'm looking at the, the recent demos that my son and I have tried of different racing games like Blur and whatnot. And having played the other Gran Turismos and knowing how well they handle and how much fun they are and all that. And look at this. There's a freaking Volkswagen minibus that you can drive. <laughs> that is awesome. I want that sucker. But Does knowing it have how the HD they, graphics? I, yes, it looks awesome. Um, On the minibus? Is it the high-res model? I don't know. I, I One would hope. <laughs> um, but I really am looking forward to this. And it, it again, based on... What we saw here, because it's not just going to be a track racer, you're going to be doing kind of off-road stuff and uh, through the different weather effects and whatnot, too. So it is definitely going to be something that will, for me, replace all the other racing games for some time. And I will want to be collecting the cars and to, to winning the racing stuff. I, I'm really quite looking forward to this. So from that to RPGs, um, we also got some information about Fable 3. Which, oh, it's so hard to take Moneyner seriously because <laughs> in one hand, he talks about how amazing 3 is going to be, which is very reminiscent of how amazing 2 was going to be. And yet on the other hand, he just disses the crap out of 2 and things that they've done. And we've been seeing this a lot. So that leads you to wonder, what is he going to be saying about 3 in a few years from now? He's talking about Fable 2's co-op. And how terrible it was. And that's something that I remember complaining about when I got it. Because it was something that I was going to be playing with my wife. And it was terrible, terrible, terrible. 
So he's talking about how they didn't have enough testing time for it, and that's why, and blah, blah, blah. But three is going to be much better. So again, it's one of those, I really would like to believe him. I really would like to believe him that three is going to have fantastic co-op that we didn't see in two. And the way that they're talking, the things that you're going to have, such as your characters going in there, your weapons are going in there, your skills, not just default stupidity that's that's there to make the load times and everything easier. Um, not just that, but you can actually... Um, have a romantic interest in the person that you're gaming with as well, which is a little frightening if you don't know who you're with, but you know what I mean? So you can, you can (laughs) really take it to another level. So if they can pull it off, yes, this is good stuff. It is something that I will definitely enjoy seeing. I would love to see somebody sit Molyneux down, show him a video of him hyping up Fable 2 and how you know great of an experience it is, and then show him the transcript of this interview where he bashes Fable 2, and then just look at him and go, what the fuck? <laughs> no, 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 look at him. Beat him with a rolled up newspaper. Bad dog. Bad. Because seriously, I don't know, like Fable 2, you all know it left a very, very bad taste in my mouth. I, I really... I don't know. The more I hear about it, the more I'm just expecting a repeat for Fable 3. I'm sorry. I was well, totally expecting it to crash. I, I, I kind of am. But again, I, I still enjoyed some of 2 quite a bit. Um, but then the things that I didn't like have prevented me from playing through it a second time or even continuing onward with different little side quests and things like that once I was done. Once I was done, it was like, okay, I'm done. But the things that I had a problem with, most of them have been addressed here. So it's possible that it will actually be significantly better. I don't know. But then in the same in the same way that he's, again, dissing two, he's then saying that three is going to be far simpler. And I'm thinking, it doesn't get much simpler than two was. So I don't know what he means by that in terms of gameplay. I'm hoping it's not going to be too the bad. Game- the game will actually play itself and you won't have to do anything. You'll just have to sit and stare at it. Well, you know what? The the thing was is that he really wanted to change two so that you didn't have to press too many buttons. So four was too many. So with three, you're probably only going to use like one or two for your attack. Ah, There you go. So it'll be the Final Fantasy 13 of of Fable. Oh, all right. From there, we're going to talk now about (laughs) Fantasy Star Online. Vince, I'll let you take that. (laughs) Go ahead, Vince. <laughs> no, no, go for it, Joe. Okay. I've talked enough. Fantasy Star Online was one of those games that was revolutionary for its time. It took the Fantasy Star series, um, which was an RPG adventure game in the style of Final Fantasy and everything else, but just set into, you know, another dis- distant world. Um, now, Fantasy Star Online took that and made it into a multiplayer third person action adventure RPG game for the Sega Dreamcast back in the day. And I played the sh- Multiplayer, excuse me, multiplayer and <laughs> online support, which was awesome for the time. And let me tell you, I played the shit out of that game to the point where I actually burned out the disc on the Dreamcast and had to buy another one. <laughs> OK, now that game is always hailed as like the ultimate like fantasy star adventure. Now we're on the 10th anniversary of fantasy star online. So what is they what, what does Sega do? They announced fantasy star online Two. They are bringing back everything that's great about this series. They are bringing back the the different weapons, the different the, the photons. They are bringing back 
every creature that you could possibly imagine, adding new ones in and creating this futuristic neon-injected world once more that is just absolutely phenomenal. And it's been so long since we've had a Fantasy Star Online. I mean, the one for there, there, there was one recently that came out, Fantasy Star Portable, that was absolutely fantastic, held true to the Fantasy Star Online control scheme and engine and adventure system, and now we're getting it again. I can't fucking wait. I can't. I honestly can't wait. Seriously, when I when I caught wind of this, like it, before the announcement on like some little Sega fanboy website, I sent out messages to everyone. Yes. I sent messages to Joe, to Tart, like, <laughs> oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, Fantasy Star Online too. Oh my god, oh my god, like wigging out, like looking and like, there's like no information. I was like, no, where I need to know more about this game. And you left out a, a very important part there, Joe. It's coming not- to PC. <laughs> yes. Well. Fantasy Star Online did come to PC, so this is this is nothing really new. So, but it's a good thing. It is a very, very good thing. <laughs> they, they, they haven't even mentioned a console version of it yet. I think there will be. <laughs> but, oh, obviously. But regardless, it's just it's so awesome. I want it now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Fanboy moment. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Still have mine. <clears throat> We're actually going to um, drift away from TGS for a little while because we're going to cover some more of TGS on the lore episode a little later on. But we're going to talk about some of the other big news of the week. And I think one of the biggest things, granted we saw it coming, one of the biggest news things to come out last week was APB shutting down. So, uh, like, anybody who's listened to our lore episode got to hear us talking to the devs and got us, uh, or the writer and the uh, the community manager, and we were playing it for quite a while and gave it a, a good run for its money. And some of the things that were good about it were very good, but it certainly was lacking in, in a lot of ways as well, too, which is why it this might be one of the fastest ever to go under, MMO to go under. Um, now, there is talks of Epic Games possibly buying it. That right now is a rumor. So who knows whether or not it'll happen and what exactly they would do with it. I mean, I mean, they've put out some good hits, so who knows what they do with it. But uh, I don't know how did you guys weren't playing it at, at all, were you? I wasn't. I played for like a week and got bored and walked away. Yeah. Yeah, I did not play nearly as much as I wanted to either. I, I put in a, a few hours, quite a few hours. And again, the stuff that I enjoyed was a lot of fun. But then sadly, I it wound up that I would do the same thing at the end. And I just look for trouble and just make a mess of the city. And that was all it it was it got to be and so by that point you do that enough times and it's like yeah okay I, it's time to move on to something else um it was funny to see global agenda just swoop down on this however <laughs> and and offer their condolences but tell people hey you know what and because of this, we're going to have a sale on our game. Come and play our game instead. And it was like watching vultures cir- circling above the corpse of APB. <laughs> uh, the other disappointment that we've had, too, there was a new state of the game for Star Trek Online that came out. 
Now this kills me. Isn't it the same as the last state of the game? That's the thing. This is like the game came out in February. That's not that long ago. I mean, relatively speaking, but we're having the same concerns that now they're saying are going to be addressed. The microtransactions where the, the ships that you buy are the best ones. The Klingons have no content, still no content, and the bad ground combat. So it's it's almost as if you read this and you're thinking it, it reads like okay now we know that this is wrong in the game we're working on it and you go really really you you just figured that out i really i can't <laughs> understand why they're still trying i mean really uh, oh they can't give up though playing they actually there is still there are still people playing they they, they do have yeah, but they, a fan but they base but they all live in their mother's basement, so what does it matter? <laughs> More disposable income. Yeah, really. <laughs> Those bastards is rich. Hey, I, never, I never said they were employed. They've oh. got their $150 Halo statues. They might as well play Star Trek Oh, online. dude, you wanted to get one. <laughs> Who are you to talk? <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's... I, I read this, and I was literally... I Like, there's... I, I haven't bounced into this game in a long time, but periodically I get the urge to just to go and do some space combat missions and to, to have fun because it's fun for a little while, but then it's the same old crap. And then, so there's no point, you know, kind of thing. And then the same things that we had concerns with way back are still things that they have not yet fixed. This is, this is not saying they fixed it. This is saying, Excuse me. We're still planning on it. We're planning on fixing this. We understand this is a problem in our game now. And we're going to do something to fix it. The the thing is, is at this point, I mean, I mean, Champions Online is still kicking and it's still trying and it's still digging in and it's still trying to be that superhero game that you play up until DC Universe. But it's still trying new and innovative ways to hook the players back play. in. So I don't think that they should give up on this. They've invested far too much into it. I think that they, but but they do need to actually take action. It, it can't just be a, oh, we, you're, you're saying there's no Klingon content? Really? <laughs> we thought there was a bunch of, no, no, you know there's a problem. Fix it and stop with the greed of the microtransactions. Again, the microtransactions make sense when you've got, a free to play game kind of thing, or when it's something that is, um, wherein you're not playing quite as much or whatever. But I mean, here the microtransactions are really starting to take over, and people are starting to really feel like they're being gouged for a game that still doesn't feel like it's finished. For Christ's sakes, you have any idea how much I'm gonna laugh when they announce? Okay, it's all fixed. Coming in the Klingon expansion pack. (laughs) (laughs) It is a possibility. Okay, we're going to move away from that. And we have Alan Wake in 8-bit. Joe, you're the one that found this. I had actually heard about it, but I didn't actually watch it. I just thought it was absolutely hysterical because there's been this huge push for retro gaming lately. I mean... Xbox 360, you have the retro gaming rooms. People are building main machines again. It's a huge, huge thing once again on its infinite cycle. And then to have an Alan Wake 8-bit video, the adventure, the epic grand tale of Alan Wake told only in the way possible of 8-bit. And it was just absolutely 
phenomenal and hysterical. Like I, I literally, <laughs> I found it. I sent it to everybody I, I knew because it made me spit beer out of my nose. So anything that makes me do that deserves some attention. So I think you got to play it right now in the background. Did you, yeah. Vince, did you get to watch it at all? Yeah. Now I'm upset that I can't do co-op with Barry in the actual Alan Wake. <laughs> <laughs> And did you notice how all the bad guys are Barry as well? Just yeah. like on them. <laughs> I would totally play this game. If this game actually was available for, you know, Xbox arcade, I would totally, totally buy it. Especially when it says fuck story. <laughs> <laughs> Literally just fuck story. Use perks for massive damage. And like, you know, giant thermoses fly from the air and down and the, the bash things up and, uh, I just think it would be awesome. And the music, the music was yeah. hysterical. Playing the, the children of the elder gods at the end, but at a faster yes. tempo. <laughs> yes. Uh, it made me very, very happy. It would, it, you know, your your graphic 480p uh, style graphics, nothing else could be possibly better. So, <laughs> all I right. Want I want this to make it happen. Damn it. It's not, but it would be damn cool. I, I will give you that. Um, they need to put that shit on an iPad. That's what they need to do. <laughs> Call it Alan Cake. So that it, there's no copyright infringement kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> and slip it by the authentication through Apple. That would be awesome. Make it happen. The entire uh, purpose is trying to find your long lost cake. Yeah. <laughs> Barry's carrying around icing. That's what. The cake is missing. They have one of those icing things to make the patterns on the cake. That's how they take down the mobs. Only the candles can stop its horror. <laughs> See, it can happen. <laughs> you mock me, but somebody's going to make that game now that they heard us say it. All right, let's move away from that nonsense and just cover some wow news before we close out and go to the lore episode. Um, we finally have seen the female Worgans, and they're angry. They <laughs> are some to? angry. And... Now, you can't actually get into the game as a female worgen right now, but you can go through the character creation and you can see all of the fur and the hair and the different things like that. Actually, we're going to have a post up tomorrow that's going to have boatloads of screenshots that, uh, that Joe took. So we've got lots of them. So you'll see all of the different angles and different looks of them. Um, I actually, see, I was talking to Joe about this, and is, he is not impressed with it. I actually nope. don't have as much of a problem with it. I I actually like it. I, I, I Yes, I know that they're all snarling angry, but they're feral. They're, they're freaking wolves. So to me, it fits. And I actually, it, it, it was hard to tell before what, what they had put out. I don't know. I'd like to see a, a comparison. I'm going to have to find the old posts, the old pictures before she had hair kind of thing to look at just how much they change. But looking at these pictures, I actually quite like the changes. Um, I like the, I like the feral look on them. Uh, the hair is phenomenal. So I, I'm all right with it. Well, I, I, I personally, my problem was I liked the way that the fox ish style faces were on the old models and you were able to see them in the game there were a couple npcs that were running around and i liked the hair but the problem was is they caved to all the people that were saying this is too much like furries this is too much like furries this is too much like furries and tried to make it more snarling and more uh, gross more monstrous and I, and I understand that it does fit it fits with the idea of what they want but 
I was looking forward to having the human female turn into this sly fox monstrosity, this this sort of oh, isn't it cute? Why is it eating my face? Type thing. And I that's just, what I don't get that's that what the pink haired gnomes are for. No, pink haired gnomes. You just punt them. No, no. Come on. There, there's an entire quest. The little devoted chick to... with the, the the little pink tails. Hey, there, there's Those there's are an the entire quest devoted to snatching up gnomes inside of a fireball. Gnomes are made to be punted. Just saying. <laughs> I did like the fox look as well, but I don't have a problem with this either. I again, I like the look of it, and I actually prefer the feral look on them. Um, especially for a druid, because I was considering doing a race change for my night elf druid, because I want a druid that can shapeshift into everything. <laughs> Toss in a freaking ghost wolf in there somehow as well, because I wanted to be able to shapeshift into anything. And uh, but I was considering it, and then when I'd seen the ones before the the pictures before that they put out, I was thinking, no, I'm not going to waste my money on that. But seeing this now, I'm actually considering it a lot more because this does look cool. I I love this. Overall, I like the presentation. It, it's a hell of a lot better than that Bugs Bunny thing we were joking about yeah. so many episodes ago. But it, the, the the faces are are almost too feral to a point where it becomes comical. Like the, the, that sneer is just like it takes up too much it's, of their face. It, it's it more just, feral look, than the male model. They look goofy at almost any angle. It, it just something something about the face. You look at it and you go, Ugh. you don't go, oh, it's ugh. And I think what does it for me is the posturing, really, because you compare the posture of the female model, which is more upright, more human-ish, and then you compare it to the male model, which is hunched over and feral and, and monstrous, and it, it just doesn't fit. Like, if she was hunched over as well, if she was really in an aggressive monster-type stance, maybe I'd be more okay with it, but she just, the stance itself does not fit the face. Yeah, but that's the same thing as with trolls, with orcs, with the torrens even, are the the males are much more, not hunched over per se, but more... Ah, but... See, top heavy, uh, like, they're, that's, like, again, but especially that, you, the you, trolls, too, I mean... You've hit something with that, too, though, but the, the faces on those models are also softer, the ones that are more upright, more human-esque. <laughs> Have you seen a female so, orc lately? Yeah, I was going to say, with the, exception, <laughs> with the exception of orcs, but if you look at the female models for the Torn, if you look at the female models for the trolls... Um, There's a lot of unhappy-looking trolls. I understand that, but they're still more human-esque. They're still more in that proportion. So I don't know. Yeah, okay. I, let me ask you this. Like when you took all of the pictures as well, um, how much is there that changes with the face option when you change the face? Zero. Really? Is that possibly you, you, because you they haven't put it in yet or like Maybe. You, you can change the ears and you can change the facial coloring and that's it. The face itself is static. You can't change it between different style of faces or See, eyes such or things like that. That would that to me, that means that it, it hasn't been added yet. That's the impression that I get because Maybe. the options are there. You should have the ability to change the way they look. So I I can't understand why they wouldn't have made the different faces for all of them. I mean, I it's, it's still a work in progress, but at this point, it's just, yeah, <laughs> again, See, I, I don't, I don't know if I buy that. I don't know if I buy that because it's coming out in November. It is coming out very, well, that's very a, quickly. That's no, a guess. That's not a no, certain. No, it is. It is scheduled for a November release. Let me, let me go ahead and just, say you don't that. know that. 
Really? When have they, when have they ever mentioned a month that it hasn't come out? I don't, I don't know. Crusade. Really? Yeah. The Burning Crusade was late. ended up being released in January. January. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> okay. So for one out of the two previous expansions, they've been on schedule. <laughs> for fifty percent of the time, they have released on but, schedule. But, I, don't know. <laughs> I, have, I have a feeling that it's a damn good track record as it goes by, Joe. Look at look at everything else that's coming out though too. I mean, they're going to want to push it out before the end of the year. There's not going to be whole, that much time to add all of that stuff in if they're even still working on it. They still have so much other shit to balance and work on. So I don't know. Well, I, I'm not not entirely convinced that it's not yet implemented. I well, we'll see. The other thing that actually did make me think that they were trying to trim corners was the fact that Worgens aren't getting mounts. So they don't have to go through the design process of designing mounts and everything else and implementing them. Worgens are just going to run really fast. So, and that's been confirmed now. So to me, that is a, you're, you're really cutting corners there to get this out faster because a mount does take more time. So well, I thought that was kind of funny. I, I don't know about that. It, do, it does, but it fits with the character in that regard. If you want to talk about like the pharaoh looking things like that, you're a fucking werewolf. When a werewolf runs, it doesn't hop on a goddamn horse. It gets on all fours and tears up a wall or across rooftops and things like that. So I, I don't think I'm not saying that. I don't think it's cool. I think it's awesome. That's one of the things that I love about a druid, where you can. You know, you can so easily shapeshift into whatever flying or running kind of thing. Uh, I'm a little disappointed that they're putting a timer, a cast timer on the same as any mount. So it's going to be a 1.5 second cast. It would have actually, you know what, give them the cookie. Make it so that it an in, it's an instant no, uh, no, mount. You, you that was... Oh, they can. There's a, there's, there's, no, you, yes, then, they you, can. then you have to worry about everybody QQing and then everybody rerolling Worgen. Making it a 1.5 second cast time makes sense from a development standpoint. No, it doesn't. You, you got, yes, it does. No, no, if I have that's to, cheating. Yeah, okay, I instant cast can go 100%. Fuck that. Everybody would roll Worgen. There would be no, they no wouldn't. other race in the game. You, you want to bet? I I would put down money on it. You no, they wouldn't. You want to bet? Yeah, I would. It would be an overwhelming majority at that point, I'll say. Yeah, it would It would be. A no, because not everybody cares. Certainly if you're PVPing kind of thing. Quite a few people play. Not, yeah, that's, that's yeah, a but game break thing. Yes, but I know, but there's a lot of PVE. PvE. For PVE, it doesn't matter if you're going 1.5 yeah, seconds or instant. Because there's a lot of zones and a lot of the five mans have outside content that you can mount up and ride through. Uh, yeah, that's going to make a difference. I, I honestly, I fully support the 1.5 second cast time, especially because it gives them a mounted buff so they count as being mounted for everything else it's how you keep it balanced you don't you, you give them that cookie then it's going to unbalance sides and it's going to unbalance the race distribution period I, I know you don't agree with me but and that's fine but i i know i'm right on this well you don't know everything <laughs> let's just Never be clear here in this I, I i know what you're saying and i understand the the qq and that you get from the community if you give this but it's the same thing that was with the druids where they gave them instant flight form so it's it's an instant cast that's absolutely no different than the everybody else has a timer for when they want to fly but Jura doesn't it's the same exact thing and guess what even though it's an instant cast we're still mounted so the argument that they need that timer for it to show that they're mounted is bullshit because again you it's instant cast for a flight form and you're considered a mount so i don't think that it no, fits because you can urban flight form yes so you can 
it, it is actually overpowered, and I definitely agree with that. That it it probably should have had a cast time, but hey, whatever. I, no, no, I, I didn't. No, 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 no. Don't I, you put words I, in my mouth. No, no, I didn't I'm, say I'm that. <laughs> I'm talking about agreeing with the Q curious because if I fall from the sky, I know that I would just want to splat. I mean, hell, I shouldn't reroll Druid and just make sure that I don't die when something stupid happens. Hey. Oh yeah, because nothing ever happens to a Druid where they fall and die. I, I hate to break it to you, buddy, but I've got two eighty Druids. It happens for a variety of different reasons sometimes. So that's not that's not a valid argument. And as for being able to do herbalism, that's really a fairly small cookie compared to again it's, the, the it's couple gathering of, in general, but whatever. Yeah. So it's really not a big deal. But my point is just that it can be done, it can be implemented, it can make sense. And yeah, there'll be some bitching initially, but then people get over it because it's not that huge a deal. It's not like you'd be able to go into this mount form instantly while you're in combat anyways, and things like that. That wouldn't change. So to me, it's not as big a deal as it's being made out to be. Not that it's even on the table anyways. I just brought it up as something that I'd like to see. So anyways, let's move on from there. And while we're on the subject of mounts, we got some new information in terms of the mounts that are going to be in Cataclysm. This is freaking cool, especially because of this Standstone Drake, which yeah. transforms you into the Drake and then somebody can fly on your back. Dude. Yes. I need to see a picture of this. I just wonder who has control of the flight because I think it would be hilarious to fly yeah. one of my friends all the way up <laughs> as high as I can and then transform and then activate a parachute or something on the way down. That would be awesome, actually. That's cool. And see, that's something that I've wanted to actually see more of, again, especially with the Druid. And they could even, to a lesser degree, do it with um, a Ghost Wolf, but if they made an enhanced ghost wolf form that was larger and more powerful that could be used as a rideable mount for somebody else kind of thing. We're seeing more of that now between the mammoths and the chopper that, you know, people having passengers. And I'm all for that. I love that. There's nothing worse than having to run beside a level freaking 16 on your way to the dead mines because they don't have a mount yet. Yet, and it's like, oh my God, especially if you're taking somebody, if you're horde and you, they're, they have a little rogue and you need to take them to the dead mines. Oh my God. Oh, but so this kind of thing, I would love to see more of it in the game. As long as the, the giant ghost wolf shoots lightning out of its eyeballs. <laughs> Make the freaking giant the ghost wolf look like lightning. skull. <laughs> That would be awesome. And every few seconds, whoever's riding you gets a jolt. <laughs> and we've also Usually got... what happens to whoever's riding me. Uh, oh. We also have a Molted Drake, which I don't know what that's going to look like. There's the battle tank. What's that? I want the battle tank. Yeah, it looks pretty Everybody does. freaking sweet. So that's going to be a... Um, uh, uh, Obviously, a water t uh, mount as well that you're going to be able to use, and it's a very fast mount. So that's going to be none, none of this turtle crap. A, why would it be a water mount? Well, ultramarine to me means that it's going to be in the water. This is a color, and I have a feeling that it has to do from Aldum because having quested around Aldum, there are ultramarine scarabs, and they're just oh. this bright iridescent blue scarabs. So I have a feeling it's going to be a very bright blue version oh, of damn. the black Karaji battle tank uh, see. you only you only get one water mount so far okay I thought it was and it's only usable in Vashir right oh well still 
I, those freaking mounts are awesome. Yes, I want one. <laughs> <laughs> actually, you know what? I I, I I hate to jump around here, but I was really excited about the gold mini jouster and the blue mini jouster. You know why? Because <laughs> that took me back to my Atari days, man. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to see them like... I just want to see the riding an ostrich. Yes, I just want to see the two little ostriches going at it in game. That will, <laughs> I, I will wipe raids because I won't be healing. I'll just be watching them go at it. So yeah, we moved on to the companion pets because we got a list of those that are coming out as well too. At the top of the list, we've got of course Deathy, which is going to be our little um, Murloc Blizzcon. that's going to be from BlizzCon, and then there's a crap load of other ones. There's, there's quite a few of them. This is certainly going to help anybody who's working on their uh, their achievement. And I there's that awesome little mummy hand that they showed from uh, was it archaeology? Yes, <laughs> I want and that. There's a flower as well that's from a quest. Correct me if I'm wrong. There's a flower that you get from a quest that's god damn it. I'm gonna have to find it while we're talking. But the voice of the flower is the woman who did the soundtrack for Plants vs Zombies. Yes. <laughs> Which if you ever played through to the end of Plants vs. Zombies, the the song at the end, oh my god. I actually, I've used the song in the podcast a couple of times just because it's so awesome. And uh, yeah, it's the Peace Blooms versus Ghouls. And yeah, so non-entity, it yeah, is an me, actual pet that you get, correct? Yes. Yeah, so let me let me explain the quest chain. Um, there's a, a, a achievement that says do not want or don't want zombies on my lawn uh, which is right is, from the game <laughs> there is there's peace bloom versus ghouls quest chain which ends in killing warden stillwater and completing the last quest which is called lawn of the dead <laughs> i love that shit i love it when they do stuff like now. that yeah you just sold me cataclysm with that <laughs> and it is a yes it is so and actually the 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 singer has a blog and on her blog today i'm, I'm quoting from wow.com here uh, sorry wow.joystick.com uh, wow we insider won't, we won't go into that yeah <laughs> <laughs> welcome back to last year um yeah. so on her blog she confirmed that her voice will be used for the companion pet the singing sunflower which players receive after completing the peace bloom versus ghouls mini game in Hillsbrad. I will agree with it. How awesome is that? That is freaking cool. I swear to God, my son, when he finished playing Plants vs. Zombie, he played that video over and over and over again. And I can't blame him. It's awesome. I love it. So to have her do the voice of this little sunflower, I want to hear what those are going to sound like, those sound clips. As long as I don't walk into the Stormwind auction house and there's like 200 sunflowers sitting around all singing. Oh, then it'd be fantastic, time. though. Then they'd have <laughs> no, to make no, little mini pets rhythm. that'd be zombies. No, no, no. <laughs> I, think totally, I think that's totally awesome. Completely and ridiculously awesome. The same way of running into an auction house and dropping a raid full of little XTs before they nerf the uh, the sound thing. Because oh, you're going to grief. You grief right, damn it. Yeah. Okay, last thing we're going to talk about is we got a little bit of news from the last uh, beta version that came out in terms yeah. of some racial changes, which is kind of interesting because they they nerfed the humans, but they kind of buffed the undead. So the humans aren't going to have perception anymore, but the undead's cannibalized now also regenerates your mana. So I guess they were thinking that, you know, there wasn't enough people choosing undead for their casters, which... Is basically everyone. Let's you know there was four people who didn't have undead warlocks, so that's actually huge from a caster perspective. There's also um, other 
uh, things to consider here. First of all, humans get something that no other race in the game gets, which is kind of huge, especially when you're starting up a character at max level, is they get their reputation oh, bonus. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. And that reputation bonus is huge because the rewards that are given out by the factions right now is ridiculous. Like, I, I shored up my healing set. I dropped all of my heroic ICC 277 gear for blue reputation gear. And it's absolutely phenomenal. Like it, it shored up every single healing number I could possibly think of. And I have no problem healing any of the instances anymore. It's ridiculous. So humans being able to get their tanking sets, their DPS sets, their healing sets that much sooner counts for quite a bit. Um, but they weren't the only ones that got changed. Like that's just a small selection. Dwarves got a Big buff mm-hmm, as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. They got they still have their stone form. Okay. They still have their frost resist. They get a bonus to archaeology. They get they get a 15 level <laughs> increase on archaeology right <laughs> off the bat. And they get to do surveying faster than the other races, which makes them the Explorer League ultra all-stars and on top of that now they get mace specialization too so they get that expertise bonus uh that humans get uh and that orcs get for their axes but they get it for their maces now dwarves got a huge major fucking buff as far as everything is concerned i just can't find treasure anymore whoopty fucking do my archaeologist dwarf shaman is going to be so awesome (laughs) and we also got uh the torns Still have cultivation, which gives you plus 15 to your herbalism, but it's also going to let you actually gather the herbs faster. And then the gnomes with the short blade specialization, which is going to give them expertise with daggers and one-handed swords. So again, that's going to sure help out the little rogue gnome rogues. Um, I don't have all the information about any others that have changed recently, but that's the the recent ones that I did see. um, Gathering is also going to be giving XP. Which is kind of interesting. Yeah. It's also huh. very important to note. Um, Ion. And, and yeah, exactly. But that was one of the cool things about Ion. Yeah. It was actually yeah, so worth it getting. It encouraged you to do something else. Exactly. Well, to, give you, to give you an idea, archaeology sites at level 84, thank you, Jenny, for this, um, was 121K per find. So you would find stuff, which archaeology, I'm going to have a video up for it and show you how exactly you do all the the, the stuff soon um, and a write-up on it so you guys can see it. But it's very involved. So getting that that 121K per find um, with three finds per site, I mean per area on your map, uh, that's kind of, that that's huge, especially if you're in the middle of questing and you just drop down and you go through it. It, it's it's awesome and it shores up that that sort of lulls in between questing like if there's no quests available fuck it i'll go gather some herbs i'll go mine some more i will go search for you know the archaeological finds of the tolvar you know it's it's a nice little bonus that they're giving and yes ion did do that right and while blizzard recognizes that and they're like well fuck we make people do all this farming we might as well give them something for it so they're giving us xp for gathering Thank you. Well, see, the beauty of that, too, is that, and this is something that I've said since the beginning of the game, whenever people ask me what professions to take, I tell them to just take gathering professions until you max out, until you, A, you have a lot of money that you can spend to actually do the other ones, or until you actually max out your level, until you're the top level of whatever, you know, whenever the game was out, because You'll make a lot more money. You're gathering as you're going along. And then when you have the money, then worry about the other stuff. And so this actually works with that 
mentality. The only problem with that, though, is that because of how fast you go through zones right now, you often don't actually have a chance to level your gathering professions at the same speed as you are leveling. I mean, case in point, this weekend, I actually decided to do a little something different. Again, I'm just today feeling a little bit better than normal there. But this weekend, I didn't feel like doing much. So I decided, you know what, it's time for a new little tune just to have some fun. So I created a, a little Redditin. And you want to talk about, again, how big a decision it is in terms of or how big a, a racial the humans have with their um, their uh, oh crap what's it Reputation. called? Reputation. Yeah. What, Diplomacy. What's it called? Diplomacy. Diplomacy. Yeah. I, I hate the way the humans look, though. I really, I always have. And I don't, I find their starting areas to be boring as, as shit. Well. And so, but it was still, I chose them anyways. So just because of the bonuses, you know what I mean? So it is, it, it, it is that important, the reputation. But anyway, so I leveled this little Redditim to, she just dinged 21 today. And that was like a couple of days worth of playing. As soon as I could hit the instances, I was in instances, I was out leveling the zones way faster than I could complete all of the quests and sure as shit do any mining. So that's still a concern though. Yeah, I, that's a problem I've seen too. So we'll see how that works out now. And that's going to wrap up the show for tonight. Make sure to check out the lower edition that's going to cover a lot more of the TGS news based on, again, story-driven games. Also, make sure to check out our shops that we have now for products for Bow Down to Us to help support the site. There is bowdowntous.spreadshirt.com as well as cafepress.com slash bowdowntous. Thanks, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Seven days on antibiotics, still coughing. Isn't that just amazing? Stool. You got to respect a, 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 a virus that's got that much determination. It is not letting go. It is not going down without a fight. Pretty good, man. Pretty good. You are sounding pretty mellow. Okay. I'm sorry. I didn't say it in a bad way, did I? Yes, you did. Everything Shut you up. say is the negativism. <sighs> You know what? Screw you. You guys. are everything that is wrong with everything Shut ever. Up. Bastard. Never liked you. Whoa. That one did. I could, I could <laughs> taste that all the way over here. Jeez. Because I lost like 15 pounds and I think the wife intends to put it back on me in like a couple of days. So Sylvanas is a two-timing bitch. In case you, in case you didn't know. Spoiler alert. Thank you very much. <laughs> She's a hussy. I'm just saying. She has feelings too. Yeah, things to do in Cataclysm list. Yeah, really. It's not like there's any surprises. What, sleep, that sleep was sleep, sleep with Sylvanas. That was your only goal, man. I do that every night. I have the Sylvanas body pillow. <laughs> I'd get one of those. I would. Make make sure you spring the extra twenty five dollars to get the vibrating version. As long as it plugs in and doesn't use batteries. I can't be bothered charging the batteries all the time. Just waiting for someone to complain and say, what kind of pre-show was that? There was none. You didn't broadcast it. We had a pre-show. You just weren't invited. <laughs> Face. <laughs> Whenever the option is to blow something up or not blow something up, always blow it up. 
in your case, you could just take out the up part and it would work. I see what you did there. <laughs> Blind man could see what he did there. Congratulations, Vince. Woohoo! I blew it. Yep, definitely. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, uh, I did. Screw Roger. He has no control over the lore show now. <laughs> As he drops the cat. Then again, the then again, if he doesn't like it, he'll just edit you out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be a lot of horns <laughs> you know what dude when i was doing the freaking comic podcast editing <laughs> again i'm on a couple of different types of meds i'm just a little wacky and i'm not thinking clear and everything and i knew there was one swear because i made a point of mentioning it while we were talking that i'd have to honk that out you think i could find it I could not find it anywhere. I had to go over a couple of times and then finally it was like, there it is. Slap the honk in and can finally release the damn thing. Yeah, it's hilarious. I was listening to it last night and every point where I like broke down, that's where I was like, I was about to just release a string of profanity because <laughs> I was so angry. I just had to like shut up for a second. And <laughs> It was funny because I like when I added, well, all the podcasts too, I take out all of the... Um, this, those long pauses kind of thing. They, they all come out. The people who listen live get to hear just how inadequate we are, really. But if you're downloading, it sounds like we know what we're talking about all the time. But <laughs> in the comics one, every time that we were, like, fuming with angst, <laughs> it was these, like, really long pauses. Like seething silence. Yeah. <laughs> and so they take all of those out because, really, nobody wants to sit through that. But it was hilarious. So yeah, shaved a lot of time <laughs> off right there. <laughs> yeah, when I, when I went downloaded it, I was like, 25 minutes, what the heck? We went way over time. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, we didn't go that much over, and there was a yeah. screw up at the beginning, too, that shaved some time. So I, I, I was pre-angered. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for tabs. The world yeah, would suck if we did not have tabs. この